Football on Off The Ball With Sky Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, Scottish Premiership and much more Live on Sky Sports We're going to turn to the Champions League final last night A 14th European Cup for Real Madrid PSG, Chelsea, Manchester City, Liverpool It is hard to think of a team which has come through a more difficult run to triumph in Europe and largely written off at every turn as well and then for Liverpool well it is a season which felt like it had an air of destiny about it for quite some time but that has hollowed out slightly uh, potential quadruple now down to a League Cup and FA Cup double Ray Houghton will join us in a few moments time to chat about the game but first there is much anger at the scenes outside the Stade de France. Very happy to talk to Conor Moore, who's uh, uh, familiar to you in various uh, guises, I'm sure. Conor, thanks for joining us. You were at the game last night. How are things? Bonjour, Joe. Uh, things are all right, yeah. Bit of a weird one last night, I have to say. Mm. Crazy experience. Crazy experience. So I'm just, uh, well... Looking on social media, I suppose, and then reading the various reports in the papers this morning. So, for instance, like Rob Draper here in the Mail, he has a headline and it's no one in charge, police shrugged, you could feel the situation spiralling out of control. So I just read part of his piece and he was talking about getting to within 100 yards of the Stade de France, the bottlenecks began. Incredibly, the police parked three vans to block a walkway. The reason was unclear. It was obvious what would ensue. The build-up of fans was growing. At 7.05, I spoke to police in French and told them it was dangerous to move the fans. Most just shrugged. Some tried to help. There were children and blind fans trying to negotiate their way through a three-metre gap. As I grew more frustrated, it seemed clear what was going to happen. One policeman agreed to call his boss. Yet again, why wasn't there anyone in authority able to move? And Joe Bernstein, he was writing as well, same paper. He said, among those affected was Liverpool's 1981 European Cup match winner, Alan Kennedy, who had to be helped over a fence near the stadium to avoid trouble. Marvin Matip, brother of the Liverpool defender, Joel had to flee with his pregnant wife and took refuge in a nearby restaurant after police used tear gas. Uh, Spain's sports minister was unhappy as well. He was tweeting about being held up for over an hour outside the stadium. And then apparently some of the supporters who had paid the £125 for a ticket eventually gave up trying to get in and went elsewhere. How was your experience, Connor? Very similar to what they're saying. So we got the tickets on Friday night. And the tickets are the old type paper tickets, but they didn't have, um, you know, the shiny strip that you see on ticker, tickets sometimes. Mm. And my cousin, like, they're, these lads are fanatic Liverpool fans, and they decided to see if the tickets were real, and they sent it in to say, yeah, they are real. But they're all paper tickets. Like, you, now, you definitely could make these type of tickets, I'd say. So when I heard people had fake tickets, I was like, yeah, you probably would have fake tickets. But got to the stadium, and... Well, yeah, I approached that bottleneck there where the ramp and you had a little gap and literally, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of people were supposed to go through this. We went through it and we were up there and we were stopped. And we were there for 10 minutes and I just said to the lads, I said, here, let's, let's go around the other side or something. Because there was no signs anywhere. There was nothing to say, Real Madrid this way, Liverpool that way. Nothing. I went up to a police officer and just like you said there, he shrugged his shoulders at me. I knocked on a, another door of a police officer and he looked at me, looked away. The third guy then said, go down that way. He sent me down to the Madrid end. So we ended up going 360 around the stadium and we landed at this famous gate Y. 
And we were there for nearly two hours before, whatever. And it was, it was starting to pack up. And we were up against the fence. And an hour went by and people were pretty patient. People were singing and it wasn't too bad. But then they were shouting, like, oh, when are you going to open the gates and stuff like this? And after about an hour, everybody starts coughing and sneezing. And I was like, what's going on here? All of a sudden, I'm sneezing and coughing. There's people kind of on their hunkers then spitting out stuff onto the ground. And my cousin throws me a, a scarf, I put it over me, and then I realized someone was after getting the tear gas or may spray, whatever it's called. And we stood there, and then they just wouldn't open the gates. There was just no communication. There was security guards looking at us. One guy was taking a video of the fans, just as if, like, oh, look at this. They're all packed outside the, the stadium. We were up against this fence, and it got to about 10 to 9. I said to my uncle, I said, here, I'm out of here, because if that whistle blows and this game starts, God knows what's going to happen. Mm. And, like, they could charge the fence. You don't know what's going to go on. And in fairness to the fans that were around us, and it was how every time anybody did something, you know, got excited and started pulling at the fence or jumping at the fence, they were pulling them down. They were telling them to shut up. They were like, you're not helping things, blah, blah, blah. And the security just kept looking at us kept looking at us and this went on and then when the mace people weren't too excited but when the mace went off people were getting scared and I remember like I'll be honest like I won't I was scared I wanted to get out of there because I thought if a bit of a if it gets tight and there's a bit of a crush like you mightn't have time to say oh we better get out of here and I seen a kid shaking like a leaf with fear and the father was trying to calm him down they ended up leaving the queue they had tickets I think they left like I know, I know people that paid thousands for these tickets and walked away from the gate last night. Uh, we got in there. When they opened one gate, they let 10,000 people through one gate into the stadium. And when you got in, there was turnstiles. There was maybe six, seven turnstiles, but one gate to get everybody in, what, a metre wide. And even when I got through there after a few hours of waiting, it was me and three other guys squeezing through the gate to get in. And we got in, I turned around, and I saw two lads walk in with two tickets, and one of them put under his, the, the validator, whatever it is, and a police officer just sprayed mace at him. And everyone behind them got it. Like, he didn't actually do anything at all. He was walking in, and in fairness to him, he took, he took it, and he just kept walking to his seat. And he was like, ah, my eyes. And he just kept going. And even and with the tickets, we had six tickets. I was there with uh, five other family members. And my uncle's ticket, he was told that ticket was fake, even though his ticket was the exact same ticket as ours. They were all the same, one to six, seated together. All five of us got through, then he didn't get through. And they let him through only because we showed him, look, they're the six same tickets. And Andy Robertson from Liverpool said the same thing. He said... Um, he, he gave his family members tickets and some of them were stopped and they were told they were fake tickets and he got them through the club. Yeah, but you know, here is Andy Robertson. Have a listen on that very point because several of the, uh, well, I think we can call them myths at this stage, certainly uh, that Liverpool fans were late arriving was the initial explanation on UEFA's mm. behalf and that was roundly booed when that sign went up in the stadium because clearly at that stage Liverpool fans knew what nonsense that was and then the fake tickets uh, narrative, I suppose, is out there as well. So here is Andy Robertson, you referenced him. 
My tickets were through the club and somehow somebody told one of my mates that um, he's got a fake ticket, which I can assure definitely wasn't because it was, you know, obviously through me. So then obviously the French police decided to throw tear gas on, on um, fans, on families and things like that. So, like, it's it's not been well organised. Um, you know, you, you have to have some sympathy because obviously it's been kind of thrown on Paris kind of last minute with all that's went on and that's all that all kind of went on in Russia and stuff and they had to change the change the venue. But, you know, as a UEFA competition, as the biggest game in world football, it should be, um, be organised a lot better and delays like that shouldn't be happening and um, definitely the force that was used probably tonight by certain authorities shouldn't be, used, uh, shouldn't be happening either. Jack Grealish is like taking the Freddie Flintoff Ashes 05 mantle here and just... (laughs) (laughs) We miss people like Paul Gascoigne. Enjoy him. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, Scottish Premiership and much more live on Sky Sports. So it beggars belief that they can't seem to identify, Connor a real ticket and a fake ticket. Yeah, the, the lads I was with now, they've been to the last few finals. They travelled from America, my cousins, and they were saying the tickets this time were different and usually they're digital. And that they were a little bit apprehensive getting the tickets off the guy on Friday because it was they paid mega money for these tickets. And they were like, Jesus, these better be real. Now, they got them validated, obviously, from somebody's website. But even, like, the thing I just didn't like was, and even on my... Uh, Social media pages, like, I never really say anything serious because I, I have no interest arguing with people that I've never met before. So, on social <laughs> media, I just don't see the point of it. Like, I usually throw up the impressions of whatever, stuff like that. But when I came back last night and I seen all these stories and stuff that was put out by UEFA, I was like, no, 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 I was there. I saw this. I saw how the fans reacted. Like, the Liverpool fans that I was around, they kept all of us safe. Because they were the ones telling everybody to calm down. They were like, get back, push back, do not, you know, watch the people against the fence. Yeah. They were so conscientious of all that type of stuff, obviously, given Liverpool, like, the, the horrible stuff that's happened in the past. They, they really were. And, like, when the gas was going off, you could see people were really frustrated. But they still didn't go overboard. And anyone that possibly went overboard, they were pulled right back into line and told to stop. Yeah. And when we got in... Uh, I think 70 minutes were played and I decided, I don't know, I couldn't even watch the match. There was empty seats around me. It was just weird. I went out to check to see did all the fans get in and I looked down at Gate Y and there was a queue a mile long, maybe seven or eight people deep all the way along the fence and to the left was Gate Z and that was empty and that was into the same place, like the same area so they just could have walked down towards the Y seats. They wouldn't open it. And I seen a guy down there shouting at a police officer saying, I have a ticket, let me in. And he kept pointing that way as if to say, go back that way. And then he, he sprayed him. And I was thinking, like, he wasn't actually a physical threat. There was a fence between the two of them, an iron fence. This guy was just shouting, let me in. And he sprayed him. Just He was like, ah, oh, I don't want to listen to this. So he sprayed him. Yeah. That's shocking stuff. And you know that period you're saying where you're waiting two hours and you said you got to a point where you're with your uncle and you realised if a certain panic sets in or if the start of the game happens and, and there's a sudden upsurge in the energy or movement of the crowd, you might find yourself in a sticky spot. What kind of an area is that? You're, you're penned in, obviously, in some way. 
you only if you're up close to the fence. Okay. To be fair, like I say, where we were, we were kind of like quarter the way up, and you could say maybe it was twelve people deep. But as it went back, then it was like six people deep. Okay. Do you know? So, in a weird way, when you look at it today, you're like, I ah, know we would have been safe enough, but yesterday just the anxiety was heightened, and you were just worried. Jesus, like, I hope this doesn't get like very bad. You know, so I said to my uncle, I think I was around a few minutes before the okay, I said, if whistle goes, let's go to a pub, let's watch the match. Yeah. But then someone said that it got delayed, so we thought, right, mm. we'll keep hanging in. If, if they're delaying it, then they must want us to get into the stadium. But it was the lack of communication. They just looked at us. One guy came over and spoke to the fans at the gate, and I don't know, was he having a laugh, but he came over talking in French. And they were just shouting at him please get someone that talks English. Like, yeah. nobody there could speak French. Yeah. It, Chris Sutton was, uh, he's on the front page of the Sunday Times here. So he is saying, coming in, there was a lot of shoving and pushing. There were fans trying to get through because there were ticket checks and there were some fans who didn't have tickets and they were the ones causing the problems. Did you see any of that going on? Uh, to be fair, I did see two people do that around where we were so they got close to the stadium mm. now don't get me wrong I'm not naive 100% there's fans there that were doing that and that this was the primary cause of it I did see things on Sky Sports though there was local thugs that got close to the stadium that were trying to jump the fence and they were throwing things in and they weren't fans of anybody yeah. and I was wondering was that the reason they got spooked but yeah there was uh, a few people probably trying to get in with fake tickets but the issue for me was if you had enough turnstiles open, you had enough gates open, Yeah. people come up with a fake ticket, you can say, go back. But if you have thousands of people trying to get into a gate and some fella says, your ticket is fake. Yeah. Like, for instance, my uncle, if he couldn't get in that time, it would have been nearly impossible for him to go back through that crowd. Yes, and that's where the danger is. And also, I mean, any match I've been to, and like any, any, any um, good practice, is that there are security rings further away from a stadium like it even happens Crow Park when you're trying to get up Jones's Road show us your ticket before you can get any closer to the stadium like that any ticketless fan like like let's be honest about human nature it's going to happen on occasion around these events but that any fan could get that close to the stadium is a security risk for a starter any any ticketless fan should not be able to get that close to a stadium Oh 100% yeah but at, at the same time like when you have a, a bunch of lads running up you know I know Two guys were stopped when we were walking by one of those checks. Two lads were stopped and they were told to turn back. And I think I seen that fella that evening. But even coming out of the stadium, the, the, the lights weren't even on really outside the back of the Stade de France. And it was it was it was nearly scary walking out of the stadium. Well, can I read it was you? One of those intimidating things I was ever at. Can I read you Jim Beglin on that? Right, because so, because there's there's footage of like plenty of police in in, in riot gear around Paris city centre and, and clearing people and badons going and it didn't look like the badons were required. But Jim Beglin says, uh, and again, I like no more than yourself, I wouldn't associate Jim Beglin with taking to Twitter to air, an aggrie- air a grievance like this all that often. So Beglin says, post-match last night was the scariest I have ever experienced. Organised gangs said about mugging departing fans. We ran a gauntlet of thuggery on our way to the metro. There wasn't a police officer in sight. Uh, witnessed so many ambush attacks on unsuspecting attendees. Reprehensible UEFA. Oh, 
that's exactly my experience. We walked to the train. And the lads were like, oh, what train are we getting on? I was like, I'll tell you what we're getting on. We're getting on that one because it's the first one. And we ended up getting on a train going the wrong way away from the house. Yeah. And we ended up in some town somewhere. We got out. It took us about an hour to get an Uber. And then we went back that way. We just wanted to get out of there. It was the weirdest experience of anything in my life. And again, like I say, I'm not naive. And I know soccer fans can be wild. And you've seen what happened in Wembley there last year or wherever. It, it can get wild. But, like, I was there last night. This wasn't wild. Like, these people had valid tickets trying to get in. And they were treated like animals. Like, and it was just so disorganized. You'd swear, and, and don't get me wrong, I know it was taken away from Russia and it was given to uh, France only recently. But you'd swear they were told they had this game last week. Yeah. With the level of organization. Stay with us just one moment, Connor. Connor Moore with us. Ray Houghton, you're on the line. Hi, Ray. Hi, Ray. I don't know what your experience was. Were you at the game? No, I wasn't. No, okay. like um, I was just watching it, and you know, obviously, you see the delay and you feel the worst. What's going on? Um, and then you hear the stories. Obviously, you've got the French side saying it was the Liverpool fans that were a problem, and obviously over here they're saying it was uh, just mayhem that uh, the security wasn't good enough. And I agree with you. But you said earlier, all the Champions League finals I've been to, there's been cordon after cordon, much further away from the stadium, stopping people getting close to it if they didn't have valid tickets. So I don't know why that wasn't in place last night. It does sound, Ray, listening to Connor, like of any uh, fan base, this Liverpool fan base have grown up on uh, horrible stories of the past and they understood the importance of staying calm. Yeah, it sounded that, it's, it, it, it's exactly that way. Um, and just listening to Connor, he was saying about how, you know, the Liverpool fans were saying, stop pushing, relax, move backwards. You know, make sure everyone's safe and well. Because, listen, this was the highlight of the season in many respects. There's kids going there There's you know, for the first ever final to support their team. Grandparents going to it, you know, who've supported the club for a number of years. They just want to go and see their team perform. And then, you know, these actions happen. I know over here the MPs have come out very strong and they're uh, asking questions of the, the French government and also the French police and the French Football Association to have a you know a, a look at an investigation into what happened alongside uh, I think Merseyside Police and also Liverpool Football Club and I think that's only right mm. to find out what exactly happened so we don't ha ever have this happening again. Connor, just one last point because there are pictures all over the papers of kids and elderly with gas in their eyes and they're wiping it and they're upset and uh, other pictures of, of fans trying to hold their tickets up through bars as if to say I've got a ticket here and, and why can't I get in was there any obvious reason or trigger point as to why the gas started the, nothing obvious and again like I can't speak for everything that happened sure. at the stadium last night I can only speak for what I seen there I saw two people getting gas for shouting through a fence they were of no physical threat to the police and in one instance like when we got the gas that was because some guy was shouting through the defence so they gassed him but in gassing him they gassed us all of course and every and people were literally taking they were down on knees spitting onto the ground coughing sneezing I was there like, my uncle Martin actually is a soccer fanatic he's followed Ireland his whole life he's 67 he's been going to matches for 58 years he said he says I've never seen something like that never and I 
even when we got in, like we were, people were coughing in the stadium. Like my eyes were really watery for the match, and it was just. And again, it was my first Champions League final, and I'm walking away, and I'm like, "Gee, I can't believe I'm saying it. I should have went to the Leinster final yesterday." <laughs> well, not <laughs> That's bad. saying something. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you, uh, Graham. 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 So that I mean, all these reports. Uh, listening to you, it just sounds like an awful experience. It really was. And don't get me wrong. For us, when we go off, we have a few beers, we forget about it. But just like Ray said there, like I, I, seeing kids and seeing elderly people walking away and wiping their eyes, you know, some of them kids might, want, they might not want to go to a game again, you know. Mm. It was really, really terrible to see that type of stuff. And it does frustrate me as well. People are talking about all fans. And don't get me wrong, there's always a few wrongs in all fans that do stuff. But whatever happened, the security issue they're talking about, the reaction to it was so over the top, so dangerous, and thankfully, it wasn't too dangerous. Yeah. Now, we could be having a very serious conversation this morning, so mm. um, be thankful for that. Connor, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers, let's talk to you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, Scottish Premiership and much more live on Sky Sports.